This is Monday Morning Meditations number 103 on the Rising Man podcast with Jetty Azuma. How good is your long game? Good morning, family. Jetty here, your host and the creator of the Rising Man Movement, here with another dose of Monday morning wisdom for you. Hope that y'all out there are doing blessed. I know these past several weeks, there's been a lot of conversation about transformation and change in our society, starting with the lack of transformation and change in our society. And I know that this is a time where there's so much possibility, so much possibility for us to decide how we will create this next step, this next level of humanity, of human history. And I keep thinking about our children. I, I literally just moved onto a big plot of land with some of my closest friends and their families and their children. And it's got me thinking, it's got me thinking a lot more about the future, about what am I doing to hand off something I'm proud of to my kids and the next generation of kids. And so I hope that in these times, that's the question we're asking ourselves. What kind of world are we handing off to the next generation? And this is something that we'd be proud of, something we'd be honored to say we were part of. Well, one way for you to be a big part of this transformational moment in time is to join the Rising Man movement, become a bigger player in the Rising Man game, join our virtual men's fire circles, sign up to be a part of our initiations, taking out into the wilderness for four days and four nights for our Compass Vision Fast. So many opportunities for you to lean in a little bit closer and become the man that you wanna be, and also be a part of the Rising Man movement in a bigger and bigger way. Just go to risingman.org to go get some more information about every opportunity for you to become a bigger part of the movement. Okay, without further ado, today's Monday morning meditation is the big picture. So amidst all the conversations that are happening about equal rights and race relations and injustices in our country right now, I want to take a moment to step back and think about the big picture. Because the reality of it, as I'm listening deeper and appreciating all the conversations that are happening, is that there are so many layers, there are so many adversaries and opponents that we as a human race are up against the biggest culprit of which is ourselves and our own doing. You see, when we talk about racism, sexism, genderism, people being oppressed for their sexual orientation, we all talk about the climate, we talk about economic inequalities, we talk about hunger, genocide, all of these problems that many different people have their attention and their focus on, all of them contribute to the well-being of our society as a global race of people. And right now, when the loudest voice in the room is what's going on with race relations, what's happening to police and our black communities and the exchanges that have been happening that are just unacceptable, it's easy for other conversations to slide to the back burner. I don't know about you guys, but I almost completely forgot in the past couple of weeks that we have a very important presidential election happening in just a few months. How much of that has been spoken about? 
how much of that has become background noise? What about the demand right now to reduce our carbon footprints, to reduce the emissions that are eating away at our atmosphere, that are warming up our planet at rates that we may have never, never seen in thousands and thousands of years? What about the inequalities that are happening in schools? All, all of these different problems, it's, it's easy to lose sight of what it's all for. And all of them are equally important. Every single one of those conversations matters to me. And I know at this point that there are going to be folks who are on the front lines of each of these battles, fighting on behalf of what they believe in, what they believe is going to be what contributes to a better society. I was even thinking this week that so many of these these fights that we have right now for equal rights, they would be irrelevant if we don't reverse the course of what's happening in our environment. And vice versa. If we don't figure out how to create a society where everybody gets to live in accordance with basic human rights, then what's the point anyway? And so I think it's important for all of us right now to recognize that we all have a unique role to play. Not every battle is ours. I get to ally myself with people and their causes to stand behind them. But I really don't know the first thing about being a feminist. I don't know the first thing about fighting for women's rights. Personally, I, I'm not a gay person, so I don't know what it's like to fight for gay rights. I'm not a member of the LGBTQ community, but I do stand in solidarity with them and their desire for equal rights, to be treated as equals, to not be oppressed in their own ways. And so I was having a conversation the other day with a close brother of mine who has really helped illuminate my perspective on where I stand with Black Lives Matter and where I stand with a lot of these other movements that are petitioning for greater rights and equality in our country and across the world. A lot of confronting conversations, to be honest, too. And one of the things he told me is that the strongest thing that we can do is to become constituents for causes that we believe in, to become supporters of movements that I don't need to be on the front lines of a movement that I don't know anything about, but I can raise my hand up in support and solidarity for those people to express themselves honestly and genuinely, to be heard, to be listened, to be treated fairly and just. And I think that that's what so many of us get to do. So many of us who don't know what it's like to be black. So many of us who don't know what it's like to be gay. Those of us who don't have the scientific background to make a strong stand on behalf of our environment. And then beyond that, beyond just being allies and supporters of movements and messages, to actually start living in accordance with what we say we want the world to look like. Be the change you want to see in the world. How many times have we heard that? But how often have I failed to really live up to that? I'll be very honest and transparent. I've done a deeper and deeper inventory over the past couple of weeks of how I have been with my language, with my, my joking and my bantering with my own friends with the things that I say, with the things that I believe, the things that I generally turn a blind eye to because I write it off as harmless. Making jokes and saying things that I wouldn't say in front of other people, things that I wouldn't say in front of gay friends, things I wouldn't say in front of people of mixed races or colors that, that don't actually feel harmful to me, but the fact that they even come up in my mind is contributing to the same problem. The fact that I still buy things from the grocery store that are wrapped in plastic. And yet I say, I want a safer and healthier planet for my kids to receive. 
How can I be doing better with that? How can I make my actions really line up with my words and my desires and my intentions? And I think this is a moment right now for all of us to reflect on that. How can we as individuals do better? Not just to say it, not just to post it on Instagram, not just to share the video on Facebook, but to actually be that version of the world that we want to see. The first thing that it requires, radical honesty. Let's not shame ourselves, but let's be honest if we haven't been living in accordance with what we say we want. Let's be honest if a lot of those things that we write off as harmless or not really making a negative impact, how many of those things are actually contributing to the problem, even if in a small way? Even if it doesn't harm someone directly, how is it contributing to the greater energy that is lent towards that fight, towards that battle? Be really honest with ourselves. And when we start catching those things, looking at it, appreciating it, feeling the pain and the sting of recognizing that I'm not who I said I was around this thing, and then be better moving forward. All of us get to be better. The only way that we get a better world for our kids is by being better right now. And so, yes, let's keep our attention on the things that are most pertinent right now, the things that are most loud, the things that most people care about in this moment, but not lose sight of the whole picture, not lose sight of the forest by looking at the trees. And remember that we're all in this together. If we really choose to see it that way, we're all here on this one planet together. We have so many different problems to figure out, but the solutions are waiting right there if we could just figure out how to really work in unison, how to create a level playing field for all human beings so that every human being can contribute to their full capacity. What would the world look like if oppressed peoples were actually empowered peoples who were empowered to live a life, a fulfilling life, not just for them or their families, but to fulfill the mission and purpose that they're capable of rather than just trying to survive on this planet? What does it look like if all of these 8 billion human beings were actually empowered and inspired to live a life that gives back instead of being put in this situation where we always have to figure out how we're going to get our own? How am I going to get mine to take care of myself and my family? I know it's not easy. It's confronting. And I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm asking these questions and saying them back to myself because that's the biggest work that I need to do right now myself. And all of us get to lead from this position of honesty, of transparency and transformation. That's where we're going. I know that's where I'm going. That's where I want to lead my family to. And I know that a lot of you guys out there, that's where you want to go too. But it doesn't happen in a vacuum. We got to be in it together. We have to be courageous enough to say those uncomfortable things, to expose the wounds and allow the healing to occur, to admit that we've used racist words, racist mindsets, that we purchase things that are not healthy for the planet, that we have consumerist practices that don't support the future that we want to see. Admit it, own it, and then transform it. That's the opportunity right now. Much love and blessings, family. Peace out.
All right, fam, for all things Rising Man related, head over to risingman.org, sign up for our virtual men's fire circles or our next compass initiation. And our new Inferno 12-week course is going to be dropping for a summer session. We're going to be starting the end of this month, the end of June. So if you're interested in jumping onto a team with me and eight other men for a powerful journey over the course of the summer season, then go sign up or send me a message for more information. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us. Please drop those hearts, drop those likes, and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get the newest episodes every time that they drop. And while you're at it, go over and subscribe to our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Rising Man Movement, where you can check out the videos for each and every one of these episodes. Big ups to my Rising Man Power team, Sean, Mark, Julian, Rowan, and Ryan for everything you guys are doing all the time. Until next time, Rise up and claim your destiny.